You're listening to the New Day Feel the Power. Here's one of our favorite episodes, and you can check out more from the archives on Spotify. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Welcome to the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I am Big E. Now, let me tell you, in case uh, you are new to this podcast, I used to be known as Big E Langston. And then one day I showed up and I was uh, just Big E. That was it. Langston was gone. But I want to let you know uh, where, in case you don't know, where this name comes from. It comes from a great man, Langston Hughes, a man who was pivotal in the Harlem Renaissance. Now, I don't mean to besmirch anyone, but today we have a man named uh, Tyler Breeze on the podcast. His last name is what? It's it's a term for the wind, the breeze. Woods, love you, but what? You're just oh, it's the forest, woods, forest. No, Kobe, Kobe Kingston. What 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 is what's the what's the relevance, sir? Because Earl Hebner used to call me Tiger. That's, that's, that's a good story, but it, it doesn't play well into the narrative that I'm trying to tell. And Kingston <laughs> is a man, a man who's not even from, he's, he's from Jamaica, but he's not. He's not from Jamaica. It's from a, a city that he's, he's not from. Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. He's from a city that he's not from. I love you all. I love you all dearly. But that name meant something. It meant something deep. Just deep and it gave me a sense of purpose. It connected me to a history of my people in a way that goes back for generations. I'm trying to let you know I love you. All great last names, but it didn't have the same profoundness of Langston. It didn't have the same weight, the same historical gravity that Langston had. Biggie Langston, that's a man inspired by history, a man moved by his forefathers, a man that has been blessed by his ancestors. Big E, what is he? He's a bum. (laughs) He's a nobody. He's a man with no connections. A man with no family. Who is he? No connections. Uh, He's some big dude with, uh, uh, what's his name? Start E, Big E, yeah. He's Big Edmore. How dare you? He has no connections to nothing. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. 
Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I love you all. Great names. I'm not, I'm not trying to take shots. Where's Just the timing like coming from? Lance has been gone for years, man. There's, a, there's been lots of shots. You took lots of shots. They were very necessary. But they were fair <laughs> shots. They were fair not shots. Our, no, no, not at all. Just went on a tirade for no reason. Just because it's been gone for years doesn't mean I've just been silencing my pain. That's all. I've until been now? Until this myself. moment? Uh, it's been an ongoing thing. You've missed that. Listen to the podcast. Man. Listen to the podcast. He talks about right before the podcast. He takes a shower and thinks about how he's going to talk about his last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a real good thing. Oh, it's his thinking time. Yeah, that's I'm right. scrubbing and thinking. Right, right, right. So I used to be a man. You know, like I said, a man blessed by his forefathers and ancestors, and a man who had a, a name with some real historical weight. <laughs> now, <laughs> just big. <laughs> That's it. And I was gonna say I'm a harmonizing mother named Kofi Kingston. Sir, they're gonna gonna beep it out. They're gonna beep it out. They're gonna beep it out. out. But you know, by this point, you probably have forgotten about the fact that uh, we harmonized in the beginning of the podcast, which uh, you know that that was probably about 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you did you curse because you don't really curse at home because the kids? Well, I can do it now. You know, I gotta get out of you. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get, get it out of you. You're, you're in a safe space. You know? yeah. You're not in the house right now, right? <laughs> I'm in a safe I'm on the road. I'm in a hotel right now. I feel like I'm on the road cussing with the boys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny about Kingston, you know what I'm saying? Oh, funny about Kingston. <laughs> yeah, Y'all don't know the real Kofi, yeah. real funny yeah. about Kingston. That's yeah. who he is to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. They gonna beep it out. They gonna, I mean, they gonna beep it out. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm here. Oh man! And you, you guys heard our our guest today. It's uh, it's Breeze again. You say the, you say you say the you say the first two time guest, right? Yeah, first two time. Right, returning um, champion. Huh? I'm, bre- I'm breaking records all over the place, man. You know why I mean, you're up, our up, first down, down, just you, like hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you know I'm why? Kidding. Do you know why you're our first two time guest? Because I'm the best. No, and my style's it- impetuous, and my <laughs> defense is impregnable. <laughs> no, because Mike, everyone, everyone else that we had booked had to cancel, so we knew that you could do a short notice. <laughs> I, I got a busy day. I got a busy day. Doing what? I'm eight, I'm eight hours deep on Assassin's Creed here. I just started. It. Okay, there okay. we go. Okay. That's right. Okay. <laughs> That's right. So you did want to talk about this. You brought up the fact that uh, Up, Up, Down, Down has been going well for you. You know? Fantastic. I mean, Great a, a year champion, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring up the fact, uh, again, just just again, uh, it's me me making sure you got a place to float, keep your head. So I just want to give you this time to thank me for all the opportunities I've been able to give you throughout your career. If something if something hurts you so deep inside that you need to wield your power like a sword <laughs> and it'll help you sleep at night, then I, I can, you know, I can thank you. Go, I can go, thank go you. ahead. Go ahead and thank me then. Uh, you know, thank you. 
Thank you for, for, uh, you know, essentially just sitting back and watching as I've dominated your channel for a year straight as the champion. Um, you know, and, and it's cool. I like that hoodie though. It's good, but it should say L R L R on it. Um, but you know, thank you very much. Thank you very much. How often do you defend by the way? How often do I defend? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Whenever I'm asked. How many defenses you had? At this point, well, it's um. So at this point, I'm a wrecking, uh, a record holding, uh, defense champion and everything. So Woods, uh, what's the record on your channel? Because that's me. You asked, and I literally, I honestly don't remember. Oh, well, you should probably pay attention to your channel, unless you've just fully given up. You, you, you defend so you defend so little, especially because it's it's COVID times. You, you just it doesn't really count. Do you, hey, do you remember when I defended on Saturday against you? How'd you do? Oh wow! Talk to E. No, yeah. I mean, you asked, yeah, I mean. Talk to E. Okay, what e, if you, e. You <laughs> what, oh, E, did you didn't watch? I, I was doing You the, don't support, you don't busy. support, you don't support. Thing. The There's rest a lot of, of content, you know, a lot of great content, but. Breeze, I'm all over the place. You can't watch everything. Right. He's a man that does many things. He was That's busy all. decorating at his house. Right. Um, I know uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, are listening to this. Uh, let's, uh, let's get it done later. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to bypass it. You were doing I was, so uh, good. I was trying to. Uh, what is this on your body right now? Can you explain to yeah. people who are listening to yes. why you are wearing what you are wearing? You must be talking about my Mean Street Posse sweater vest. <laughs> yes. Why, why is this a choice in your, what, early 30s? Are you in your 30s yet? You're in your 32, 30s. 32, 32. 32. Yeah, yeah, why is this a thing you're, you're wearing? Well, so this is what happened. Uh, back, back, you know, growing up in high school, I, uh, I loved wrestling, loved WWE. Big, big Mean Street Posse fan. Uh, so I decided to get myself a couple sweater vests. Um, I stumbled upon a, uh, a picture from when I was 16 years old. Oh, good. So and good. What's I'm, that face? I'm what rocking. Are you, are you Popeye? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. It just happens. It just happens. Early. This is the early prototype of the breeze face. So here, wait. Hold, hold the picture back up so we can describe it for our audio. So, uh, got the got the brown baseball cap on. Yep. Fox. Uh, the, Fox. Still the, the wrap around behind the head earphones. Oh yeah, those were awesome. Oh wow. <laughs> and then the yeah the scrunched up Popeye face and then That's a sleeveless. Uh, what's is that Argyle? Argyle is that what that's called? Argyle. Argyle, Argyle sweater vest. Argyle sweater as, vest. as a sixteen year old. Sixteen year old. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, so which at the time I, I, you know, I wanted to be a WWE superstar growing up. So I started working out. And, uh, so I was pretty proud of what I was, you know, turning into at the age of 16. So I loved that it was sleeveless, <laughs> but I also liked that it had a little bit of a uh, little bit of style to it, you know, like Pete gas, Rodney, Joey abs, you know? So, uh, so I discovered this picture the other day, immediately Amazon three sweater vests been rocking them ever since. Damn, I can't believe they still make them. Oh, they do. Proud of what you were turning into at the age of 16. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I was doing chin-ups, push-ups. I was killing it. (laughs) I was on my way, on my way. Let me in, Shane O'Mac. So you, you've been kind of on this kick. So uh, what, throughout 2020 of uh, what do we call them? Big Money Breeze. Has, has come out. Can you talk about this like transformation you've had on social media into this big money breeze character? Well, well, so the thing is, and this has kind of been like the, almost like the pattern of my life here. So when we started Tyler Breeze, uh, it was kind of when like selfies and stuff were becoming like a big craze, you know, like a big, like, is it a fad or a trend or like, you know, I don't know. It just started like blowing up, like on social media, everybody was like taking selfies of themselves. And uh, so then we, we kind of capitalized on it. And I was like, it was almost like at the time, uh, 
where I, I, I don't know if it's like a generational thing, but I wasn't like a big like selfie dude. But like now all of a sudden I'm doing this like selfie character that people are like loving because that's just like the time. But in my head, I'm like, oh my God. Uh, so, so now the same type of deal, you go on Instagram and how many posts do you just see of like random people just doing random things and like the shirtless dude and he's just like, whatever. Oh, so much money, blessed, whatever. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, but, but you see him and people love these guys. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I, I think I'm going to kind of go this way. So all of a sudden, black and white selfies, always have to do the no look. Always the no look. Like you don't know the picture's <laughs> happening, but it's happening. And then you toss up one of these. And then what, what are you up. tossing up? You got to. This is a hashtag. This is a hashtag blessed. This is a hashtag. That's blessed. what that is. It looks right. like a peace sign. Is, 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 is a peace sign now count as a hashtag? Is that what you're saying? You yeah, hashtag two fingers. You know, it's a hash, right? This is, guys, this is a generational thing here. Us, like peace. Peace is this. Pieces. So he's throwing up a regular a peace sign. This no, is no, an this, audio this podcast. Yeah, in case people, we have to keep reminding you every. Oh, 10 yes, <laughs> like just, just please describe what you're doing. <laughs> try, trying to be kind. <laughs> so, peace sign. Peace sign. Totally different. Backwards peace sign. I mean, hashtag bless. It's a or curse ha- in the UK. It's a it? curse. I was gonna say. Yeah. That's like. Offensive if you do that to people, right? A, a little bit. That's that's where the cultures come in. <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, but anyway, nobody likes the guy. Nobody likes the guy. As I've been, you know, as I've been destroying up, up, down, down, and and uh, you know, with with the help of a a couple good good friends in the party, uh, making left, right, left, right, just the most dominant thing in the world. Moving on. Uh, nobody <laughs> like nobody likes those guys who are the best. But then they also, you know. Uh, oh, I'm the best ever. Hashtag humble. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag so lucky or whatever, but hashtag best ever. You know, stuff like that. I feel like you claim that this is like, oh, this is part of my character. That this is, this is there's no difference between this this supposed character and you. <laughs> the, the, the lines are not blurred. They don't exist anymore. You blew up the lines. There's no difference. So you're, you're trying to hide behind, oh, this is part of my character that I developed and I thought it would work well. This is you. This is you 100%. Don't deny it. I only have one thing to say to that, and that's insubordinate and churlish. <laughs> did you just Google those words? Like I did not. I did not. Okay. I did not. I was introduced to a, a sketch, and I love it. <laughs> What's the sketch? So we introduced him to a substitute teacher. Oh. Uh, Keen Peele. How do you not yes. know? How do you not know? That's uh, Apparently, it was like super popular, and I just missed it. Hmm. It's a good show. Yeah. Never seen? Never seen? Yes, I've, I've seen it many times. All right. Well, I figured you'd at least give me a chuckle. <laughs> Chicanerous uh, and deplorable. Does that suffice? Does that chuckle good enough? You're, nah, you're the worst. <laughs> okay, so uh, more things that you're popping off on. Uh, I was telling everybody that you got this. You, you, you've turned it like a Pokemon card connoisseur. Yeah, and right. we. Uh, I don't want to divulge how much, but reason I put a lot of money towards uh, Pokemon cards a few weeks ago, and he's he's now got like essentially like a Pokemon card business. Yeah. I feel so. Can you can you give some hind, uh, some 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 uh, information on that? Full full enterprise, full enterprise. So this is what happens. Going through high school as a kid. So first up, so first up, uh, when I was a kid growing up, I mean everybody that was like twenty at this point, twenty four years ago. Uh, we grew up playing Pokemon cards. That was one of the things, you know, like we grew up in the generation of pogs and and Pokemon cards and all that cool stuff. Uh, So I had Pokemon cards. I remember going to the store and buying those packs for like 499. And like, you know, I had a card that I I remember everybody wanted me to, uh, to trade for me and I would never play it. I'd never trade it. I just held onto it forever. So 
all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you kind of grow up and everything else. School overall, overall, um, I wasn't the best student just because I wasn't like super interested in a lot of the stuff. So now as I'm getting older, if something interests me, I basically become like obsessed with it. And I like learn everything about it. And like, so like, that's like real estate and stocks and whatever. Like if something interests me, all of a sudden I'm just like up all night, like, like reading about it and learning about it and meeting people who like can, can kind of educate me on this stuff. So it doesn't happen all the time. Cause it's, it's, it, it has to like interest me in a certain way. So all of a sudden, uh, this was like, I don't know, a month, two months ago. Uh, and a friend of ours ends up sending us a video of him playing Pokemon cards with his kids. And I was like, Oh man, I remember that. Like, that's cool. And, uh, so just thinking like, okay, Hey, I I think I still have like a binder of cards. I'll just get my mom to send them to me and I can send them to, you know, our buddy. So like he can have them play with his kids and stuff. Cause clearly I'm not playing with them. And, um, so my mom ends up sending them down and like, I look through and there's like a couple that I've had for like 20 something years. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, cool. Like I remember this. And, um, and then, so all of a sudden my buddy, he ends up telling me like, yeah, he's like, they're like big now. Like they're like huge, like worth a lot of money and stuff. So I was like, okay. I said like, check these out. Like, is there any like money here or whatever? I don't really understand. Like I don't fully understand kind of the ins and outs of it. So then all of a sudden it was like, uh, he sent me something. I think, uh, Logan Paul was doing like this opening. And, uh, he was doing like, he, he got this box of, of, uh, Pokemon cards. It was first edition, which basically means they're like the first hardest ones to get. They were the first ones that came out and like to find a sealed box is like really impossible because everybody obviously opened them over the last 24 years. So he bought one and I guess the price on them from, uh, with a little research and stuff like that in the course of like three or four months had gone from like $70,000, uh, up to like $200,000. So I went, I went, Oh my God, this stuff's like worth that much. So then I started looking into it even more and it was like, hold on. So the, the packs that I used to buy when I was like a kid for $4.99 from the, from the game store are now selling on eBay for over a thousand dollars. For, a, for an unopened pack. And obviously like the more packs that would get bought and opened, like the more value goes up. Cause now there's just like less and less and less. So then I start like meeting people and meeting people, meeting people, meeting people. I end up just texting Woods. I go, look, we got to get into this because like Pokemon, uh, 25th year anniversary is coming up next year. And like, there's all this ba- It's basically, it's a smart investment. And now I've become obsessed with it. And I've learned enough about it that like, we should get into this to like, at least like get our feet wet. So find somebody to buy some stuff off of, buy a ton of them. And like within a week, they're already like gone and like onto the next ones. And I'm going like, oh my God, there's like a lot to this. So uh, then it was meet somebody, meet somebody, meet somebody, meet somebody. And basically just like learn and learn and learn and kind of like find where to go and what to do and where to buy and where to sell and everything else. And then um, now it's kind of turned into like this, like this little enterprise of like, oh, cool. Like I've got these cards and I've got this one card that like uh, I tried to buy on eBay like three or four times and I kept losing uh, I kept losing the auctions for it. And so I became obsessed with getting it and then I ended up getting it. So now I got that. So I don't even know if like, now I don't even just want to like buy and sell them. There's like certain ones that I'm like, no, 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 I'm keeping this one. Um, What's that one? It's a, uh, a PSA 10 dark Dragonite, it, but it's like the first, so the, it's, it's from a legendary collection. There's like 86, like, exp- or like 80 something expansions. It's, it's nuts. But this is like the first time they did like reverse hollows. So like the whole card is like firework holographic is what it's called. So it's like really pretty, um, but it's cool. So it's very and cool. so and so without you don't have to go into sure, sure. all of the thing, but like so PSA ten is the most like the mint condition. Yeah. So if we were putting it in like the simplest terms ever, it'd be like a first, second, and third. Uh, so like if a card's first edition, that's like gold medal, first place. If it's shadowless, that's second place. If it's unlimited, it's third place. And then from there. 
uh, it kind of goes down into like the grading system of like PSA 10 is like first place, nine, obviously second place, eight, seven, six, all that other stuff. So the, the, the higher grade and the, and the, the more rare and like first edition stuff, very valuable. So like what's the most expensive card right now? Ever like the like the like in all of the cards? Yeah. What if what if they what are they buying and selling for? Like the biggest. So so like they call it the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail card is a first edition PSA ten Charizard, and he's I, I, at this time he's over two hundred thousand. I think mm. Logic. I think Logic <laughs> bought the last one for like two hundred two thousand or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's, so Just so the, people realize, because I know there's people who are listening to this, they're at this point, I'm like, why are they talking in depth about Pokemon cards? And it's like, because $200,000 for a, a card? Yeah, well, and, and, and this is the part too, is like, so uh, I, I kind of like, I try to surround myself with like positive stuff. So one guy that I always kind of watch is Gary V. And Gary V has a lot of like positive messages and like, why are you like, you, you surround yourself with positive people and positive messages and you have to tell yourself positivity. You kind of, you know, the, the whole new day thing. Uh, it's all about positive and, and being positive and looking at like stuff. And so he kind of was talking about like, not even just Pokemon cards, but like trading cards in general and collectibles are just like skyrocketing. Everybody's uh, kind of getting into them, which brings more interest in it and which basically means everything's more valuable. But so it, it, it's kind of cool when you like look into that, where that was kind of a deciding factor too of like, okay, if you look at success people and what they're doing, then like, obviously, why would I want to do the opposite of that? I want to kind of get into. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, have you seen the, there's a documentary on trading cards called Jack of all trades. It was on what? Netflix, Not. but anyways, um, I, and a bunch of kids our age, like I remember in, I, I collected a lot of, uh, Flare ultra cards from like 93, 94. I remember there's like a Gatorade series of Michael Jordan cards. And so many of us thought we were going to get rich. And I, I still have up in a, Upstairs, I still have a bunch of cards from that like 92 to 94 era. I have some X-Men cards too. And the problem is that there was this big boom in like the early 90s with, with trading cards. And they just capitalized on it by printing more and more and more. And when your supply is that high, there's a bunch of kids who thought we're going to all cash out in 15 years. <laughs> and I went in uh, years ago to see, our, you know, here's my little <laughs> nest egg. And they're worth nothing. They're yeah. useless. But the documentary explains that because they just they just printed so many, um, they're completely useless. But it's, it seems that Pokemon cards did not go that route at all. No. Well, the, the crazy well, thing with Pokemon is the what largest money-making, like, enterprise on the, on the planet. Uh, more than Disney, more than Marvel. Star Wars, Why? everything, yeah. Really? They're, they're the, high, the highest grossing media franchise or something. Yeah. Like that. And they're 25. And this is the crazy part. So once I kind of got into that, I started looking into deeper into like all the collectible stuff. So if you look at like baseball cards, which I think baseball cards still kind of like they destroy everything. So the most expensive card, uh, I think there's only four of them in the world. And uh, I can't remember, but it was from like 19. It's from like 1903. It's or Wagner, right? That's the one. That's the one. And basically like there's, there's two, I think there's three or four. And uh, like, it, it's kind of like a status symbol of like you, the guys have been offered $10 million for their card. And they uh, won't do it because they're that guy that has the card. So now the whole reason why the whole reason why uh, that card is worth so much is I guess like they ended up uh, maybe I just want to make sure I'm not confusing. So th basically the, the two highest one is this one and a 1954 uh, Mickey Mantle, I believe. And same type of thing, but like that, those are like the two kind of like in the, you know, 3 million to 10 million kind of thing. So basically they, they took all these cards that like either nobody was buying or whatever, and they put them all on this boat and the boat sank in the river. 
And so all the cards got destroyed. So all of a sudden, like these cards are now super rare. So if you have them, um, they're worth all this money. But so the, the, the Onus Wagner card is like a hundred years old. So obviously that's got some value to it. The next one after that is the Mickey Mantle one, which is now like 50 or 60 or 70 years old. Pokemon's only like about to be 25 years old. So that's really, really like, uh, young essentially in terms of, of collectibles, but this is the problem. And I'm horrible at this cause I'm super impatient. Uh, so the, basically the box. So if you bought, if you would have bought like a first edition base set box of Pokemon cards, went back 24 years ago, it would have been like a hundred bucks to buy this pack. Now those boxes are selling for over $200,000, but you have to basically sit it in your closet or wherever for, you know, 20 years. I was like, <laughs> I literally just, they came out with a, a brand new uh, expansion called Vivid Voltage. So I bought two boxes and I was like, I'm going to open one box and I'm going to put the other box in my <laughs> closet. I, I had a blast ripping open the first box and I, it, maybe 10 minutes later, I went, you know what? I'm just going to open the other one. <laughs> so I open the other one. <laughs> but I can't help it. It's just fun to like rip it open and you don't know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? So it's cool. It's cool. Uh, our producer, Alex, just put in the chat that Pokemon is worth an estimated $100 billion. Yeah. With a B. Billion with a B. I yeah, never would have guessed that. Insane, man. It's crazy until you, until you know, and this is the thing, like, so now there's a bunch of people who, um, they've kind of been hitting me up on social media of like, Hey, I've got these like a binder of cards that I've had since I was a kid, but I don't know what to do with them. So now like, you don't need to know everything about everything, but you have to just know people who do. So like, you don't really think anything you like, if, if you look at a bunch of random cards, you go, I don't know what these are worth and I don't know where to take them and I don't know how to grade them and I don't know where to sell them and everything else. So now if you figure that out, then like, Hey, I will buy this off you for X amount of dollars. And they go, well, that, yeah, that's awesome. And then you buy them off them. And then now you do the hustle and the work. And that's kind of where, you know, if you're not afraid to do some hard work, you can, you can kind of get a, get ahead of stuff. And like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, are the people in the industry, like, are they like willing to, to give that information or is there like, I feel like, uh, you know, you think Pokemon, you think people would be like happy and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a happy cartoon. Or is it like, there is, there's some like shystiness in there where people are trying to like, you know, scam this- and tell you like, Oh, well, I remember I had like a, um, I think it was actually like a, uh, no, it was a Mo Vaughn autograph picture that I went to like the uh, Red Sox game and like he was signing autographs. So I got yeah. a picture and then one of my friends, quote unquote friends, uh, <laughs> told me like, oh, this isn't worth anything. You know, you can just give it to me. I wasn't really like a baseball fan, you know? So I just gave it to him, you know, signed by Mo Vaughn. And yeah. it probably, you know, didn't end up being worth a whole lot. But my, you know, the reason why I say it is because these are people who you're supposed to be your friends, but they're shady and they're trying to get the goods for themselves, you know? So in yes. terms of like you saying, like, you need to know somebody that will give you information. Like, are people like forthcoming with the information? Have you found that? Or is it like, is it a shady interaction? So whenever there's like, whenever there's anything that has to do with money or like anything like that, there's always some shady people in there who are selfish and kind of out for themselves. But from what I've noticed from like joining like the Pokemon community, everybody's pretty like cool, man. And for the most part, it's, it's kind of cool. Like even like with video games too, uh, almost everybody's like a wrestling fan too. So like now you're kind of like, they know about one thing and then you're also in like wrestling. So they're just like, man, this is really cool that like, I'm talking to this guy. And so everybody's like, they're just willing to help you. And so it kind of gets like, nobody's really looking to like screw you over for the most part. Um, I, I can't really speak for like the average Joe who's kind of getting in there, but like when it kind of, when it kind of comes to like, you know, somebody who they either know or whatever, they just think it's cool that like, oh my God, this guy's like, now he's into it. You know what I mean? So like now everybody's just more excited than anything. There's so many, so many things to it. And just the fact that like, I, I don't know, for me, like you being able to jump into it so quickly, cause it was like, 
I knew you're talking about it. And then it was like three days later, you called me and you were like, Hey, we should do this. I'm like, hold on. You've been talking about this for three days. Yeah. And yeah. when you walked me through everything that you've been doing, like the past, like 72 hours, it's like, wait, when did you go to sleep? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm kind of, so I'm kind of like a psycho when it comes to this stuff. Like if something interests me, so like, uh, the, so I didn't know anything about like stocks and like the stock market. It, to me, it sounds super confusing. Um, but I was kind of like, okay, you know what? Let's like try to like learn about this. And all of a sudden I was like staying up till like three or four in the morning when they dropped like articles of like, Hey, these are the ones to watch the next day. These are the ones to watch the next day. And then you kind of like, you see the patterns and you start to learn, but like, I kind of jump in like head first and I'm not really scared to like take risks. So like a lot of people are scared to take the first step where if it's like, well, you know, what if this doesn't work out kind of thing? Whereas I think like, well, what if it does? And then I kind of just go and like, I, and I've, and even to the point where I've been down like a bunch of money and it's just like, it's all good. Like you just kind of wait it out. And usually things kind of work out if you do it with enough research. Um, but it's just people freak out when they see, you know, obviously when money's involved or, or whatever, and you kind of just have to like, I, I, I'm just okay taking the risk, which a lot of people aren't. And, and that's kind of what separates you when you jump into certain things, just head first and go, you know what? Nope. I'm learning about this and I'm doing it. That's so, okay. So it's, it's funny that we have like these couple of things to talk about. Cause I wanted you to talk about, um, when you started jumping into like flipping houses and now yeah. you've got all these like rental properties, like, it, so you're clearly of that mentality. Like when you want to do it, you're just going to learn and do it. So like what brought you into getting into real estate? Well, it, it's kind of one of those things. So like, I guess it's, it, it kind of helps too. It's kind of been my mentality the entire time where like, I want to be a wrestler. So my entire thing was I'm going to be a wrestler, whatever I have to do to be a wrestler, I'm going to make that happen. Uh, and then I kind of just went that way and it worked out. So I went, okay, cool. Like, what else can I do this way? So like I said, in, in high school and stuff, I didn't really, there wasn't stuff that overly interested me because wrestling was kind of my main focus. Um, then all of a sudden I was like, well, if something happens, let's say something happens and I get injured or, or, or anything, uh, what happens to my, my wrestling income? Like if it, if it becomes zero, that is not good to me. So <laughs> I, I kind of started like seeing like, how can I like add to this? So then I went, you know what? Real estate's always been talked about and it's been good, but I don't really know anything about it. So then I bought my first house and I went, huh, that was actually a lot easier than I thought it would be. Cause like, I didn't know anything about it. And it's kind of scary thinking about like buying this big, big purchase. You know what I mean? So then once you do it, then I went, well, that's not that bad. Well, let's try like an investment one. Like, how do I do that? Cause like, everyone's like, oh, rentals are nightmares. And like, you know, you deal with all this stuff and everything else. And I went, well, let's just try Worst case scenario. I can sell it and wash my hands of it and go, you know what? I tried. So I ended up buying one and same thing. I went, okay, I got, a, I got someone in here. They're paying me every month this is actually pretty easy. I'm okay with this. So then I just kind of like bought another one and bought another one. I went, this is actually okay. Like I don't mind managing it myself. And I like having like, you know, the other stuff kind of on the go. It keeps me busy and it kind of keeps my, my, uh, my mind learning and like moving on to this other stuff. So then I've kind of just rinsed and repeat with the same thing where it's like, all right, now what, now what else? Stock market. Let's try stock market. Cool. Let's do this. Uh, let's try flipping houses. Let's try, you know, just basically making a team and, and buying a house and, and repairing it and selling it and moving on. And like, that's it's the same thing with Pokemon. And I do the same with cars and like all this other stuff. It's just kind of whatever you can do. I'm not, I just like getting into it. And I like having like 12 irons in the fire. So obviously from where you were, when you were sweater vest breeze and when you were 16 years old, oh, that's like, right. like you, you didn't have the, like the capital to do things like no. this. Like, no. so is this something that you've wanted to do? And once you were able to like, you know, save enough money you jumped into, cause I know like even when we're in developmental, like we we're just, we're trying yeah. to eat like ramen noodles and, yep. you yep. know, like the cheapest like Totino's pizzas that we could find in the deep dish. And so like, I feel like you've kind of always still had that mentality, even when it's, whether it's like a big thing like houses or it's something yeah. smaller, you know, is that, has that always been your thing throughout life? 
Well, and yeah, so the thing you have to kind of do is like, I think everybody, they just think they can get rich really quick. So it's like, okay, well, I'll invest like $500 and then I should get like $100,000 back. It doesn't work that way. But if you like invest $500 and you get $100 back, that's still like a really, really, really good return. But it's just not, you know, a million dollars. So people go, ah, it's not even worth doing. Well, if you get like 20 of those little investments on the go, now all of a sudden you're making that money that you want to do, but it's not instant. Like there's no such thing as a get rich quick scheme. It's, it's, you kind of like, uh, I think, I think I read something about this where I was like, okay, so like millionaires, for example, how do they become millionaires? Like, I just want to learn about it. And one of the things that almost all of them had was they had multiple revenue streams. So it was like, uh, I think at minimum, like most people had like seven forms of income. And I went, well, how's that even, how can you have seven jobs at the same time? Like that's confusing. That's super confusing to me. So I ended up, I was like, okay, my career is like one thing. And then all of a sudden I had real estate and I went, oh, that's two. Okay. And then like, here's something else, three, and here's something else, four. And now all of a sudden you watch all that stuff going at the same time. And like I said, it's like a little stuff that kind of adds up into bigger stuff as opposed to, you know, you do one idea and work for a little bit and all of a sudden you're a millionaire. It just doesn't work that way. You just, most people, they don't have that mentality of like putting in the, the hustle or the work or the effort. And if you do, it, chances are it pays off. You just have to kind of try. And that's almost everything is like, if you're not afraid to try, then you'll probably be okay. I think this has easily been our most intellectually stimulating conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I know this of you. I expected this to be a lot dumber, but I, it's nice that people have learned something. From you. I thought you were a real idiot. <laughs> you know what? That, that thinker up there, that ain't happened. <laughs> yeah. Look at you surprising me still. You know what? You gotta, you gotta, if you just stop, man, you know, what are you doing in life? You gotta keep challenging in yourself. E. I like that. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that it went this way too because a lot of the stuff we do is just very very surface level and this is kind of right, this yeah. is kind of deep because yes. like people people understand like especially so like between reason myself we have a very like headbutting against each other all the time relationship. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, like we're extremely similar in the fact that like we want to make sure that there's like 10 things going on at once <laughs> that, that just all seem kind of like weird at the same time. Well, and I think the thing is too, is like, and this is kind of what I've always liked about all you guys too, is I admire people with like the hustle and they're not scared of hard work. And like when you guys were getting New Day off the ground, like it was you guys putting in the work and putting in that extra thinking and like basically coming up with this stuff that you're like, you know what, for us to be successful, we have to do this. And a lot of people don't have that. Like everybody just kind of either expects that they're owed something or they're just kind of waiting for like, okay, well, you know, someone will come knocking on my door and offer me all this money. Like it doesn't happen that way in the end. And this is, it's kind of funny. Like it, it sounds harsh, but it's not. And if you're realistic with yourself and you don't get hurt feelings, it's like in the end, we're not that special. Like there is billions of people out there. So why should someone invest in you instead of the a million other people trying to do the exact same thing? So you got to like, you have to put in the work and you have to have the ethic or you will literally get passed by. And if you're going, well, you know, that's, that's their fault or whatever. And like, no, it's your fault. Like you have yourself to hold accountable or the blame or whatever you want. So it's very funny when like people, they're either, you know, they blame whatever or, or um, just have excuse for things. If you, if you don't let yourself ha have excuses, you can literally accomplish almost whatever you want. Um, and that's why I always like that about you guys. And like, there's a, a couple guys on the roster um, who not even when it comes to wrestling, but like just on the other side of things, like in their life, they, they have the hustle. And I always admire that. I think that's like really hard to come by at this point. 
Yeah, no, completely. And I think it's one of the things that, uh, too, like when you talk about the experience of starting the new day, one of the things, uh, and I knew before, but definitely reinforced was that when you take your career and your life into your own hands, your chances of success are, are so much greater. And I realized very soon, like, I think in general, but especially in our business, for so many people is don't allow yourself and your career to just slip away because you might have the talent and all the ability in the world. But when you just wait on someone to give you that opportunity, especially in our business, it oftentimes does, it doesn't happen oftentimes, you know? It's getting, it's getting, it's getting real. It is yeah. a little bit. It's I didn't expect real. this, but I like it. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young Charles, uh, I will say, um, you know, I love to besmirch you, but I will say <laughs> that for years I've known you as one of the greatest wrestling minds and always thought you had a great knack for putting matches together and for helping people. Uh, a lot of times it's the in-between stuff that I think you do so well um, and kind of tying the loose ends of wrestling up. And uh, you smartly started a wrestling school, uh, Flatbacks, and you've been That's doing right. that now for how long? Just over a year. Just over a year. And you do that uh, with our beloved uh, Dilly. That's right. Dilly. Uh, how is that? How's that process been for you so far? It's fantastic. So this is kind of one of those things where like almost even back like first NXT type days uh, when I was still like learning myself, but I was also like people would kind of ask like for, for help or whatever. And to me, it kind of like it was really fun where I was almost coaching people before I was a coach and it would be like really fulfilling to like watch somebody ask a question and then actually apply it and then get it and then come back and go, Oh, it worked. And you go, Oh, that's so cool. Like it's not even me doing it, but like they, they thank me and I go, I didn't do anything. Like I literally was just watching you get it and like the light bulb go on. And that has always been like super cool to me. Um, 
obviously as you're, you know, doing a full-time schedule on, on, uh, on the road and stuff like that, there's no time to open up an actual school to teach people. So that was always like my, Oh, eventually I'll open one up when the time, you know, is kind of there or, or whether I'm retiring or kind of winding down or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, it kind of came a time when I was like, you know what, like I kind of was falling out of wrestling a little bit. I, I just kind of like had lost it a little bit where I was like, you know what? No, I, I think I'm done. Like, I don't think I want to do this anymore and everything else. And I kind of went and saw like, uh, like a beginner class. Of, the, of these kids who kind of were just starting and they still had that like spark to them and they were hungry and they wanted to learn. And I just went, Oh, wrestling's wrestling's actually really cool. And I went, this is the time. Like, I think this is the time to do it. And between myself and Dilly, like uh, between the two of us, we can now manage the schedule. So if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do it. And if it wasn't for me, I don't think he'd be able to do it. And luckily I'm also very particular when it comes to wrestling. Like I'll, there's obviously there's a million opinions as you guys know, and not all of them, but, uh, it's weird. There's not so much a right and a wrong. It's like you have your opinion and it works. And then there's opinion over here and it works and everything else. But when I, when it comes to my mentality, I'm very particular on how I like things and to find somebody with that same kind of like-mindedness uh, is very, very hard. And I don't want to just hire some random person to train people because I'm not there and I don't, I can't go, you know what? Yeah. That's my stamp is on them. Cause I, I wasn't me doing it. So uh, when it comes to Dilly, like, He's literally right there. Like if something happens, we both look at each other and it's like, yep, that, yep. Okay, cool. Like he thinks the exact same as me. And like, it fills in the blanks perfectly. And it's just like a good team of, of doing it. And, um, once we kind of like, it was the same type of thing as like everything else. I just went, you know what? Don't know how to do it, but let's figure it out. So we found like a building and we started it and we started a website and all of a sudden, like we had our first class and it was like, oh man, we got to like, okay, let's like figure this out. Cause a lot of stuff too, like as you're like kind of making almost like a curriculum or whatever you want to call it, there's stuff that like, I haven't done since wrestling school. Like, cause you learn it and then you just, you kind of just like find what you like and find your preferences and you never do them ever again. So I'm like looking over at him, like, Hey man, do you remember how to do this? Like, cause I haven't done this forever. And he's like, Oh God, I haven't done that forever either. And like, you kind of like refresh your own mind of like all this stuff that you kind of forget about, which helps kind of keep the wheels turning. And now when I wrestle now, I'm like, okay, Hey, we just did this. We're thinking about this. I got this and this and everything else. Um, and it's just kind of cool. Like the same thing of like watching kids like click and get it. And like, it's, it's very odd. Cause I still feel like sometimes it, I don't know how you guys feel, but like I'm 32 years old and sometimes I still feel like I'm 16. Like, I feel like, I don't feel like a grown man. Well, you have your 16 year sweater. That's right. That's right. That's true. true. (laughs) But like, it's, it's very odd. Like to me, like when I was like a kid, like my dad was like a man, like he was like a grown man. I'm now like the same age as he was. And I am not a grown man. Like I'm I'm right there with you. I I think the same thing. And then I look in the mirror and I see my hairline. I'm like, okay. So like, it's, it's very, very interesting when you see like these kids that I'm training and they're like 19 years old. And I went like, Oh my God, you are, you are such a baby. Like you are, you are a legit kid. And I'm like right there with you. I'm a kid too. And I'm like, I'm not a kid. And like, (laughs) but it's so, it's so funny the way that like you, you actually evolve from being a kid to like now, like the way you, the way you think and like the, the actual, like you start realizing all those old sayings that like they're there for a reason, like with age comes wisdom and like all this random stuff that you're like, youth is it's really on the true. Young. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really, it's really true, man. Uh, but it's just, it's so like fulfilling teaching somebody and watching them go like that, have that, like, Oh, oh, I get that. That's cool. And then they do it and you're like, I remember you showed me a, uh, I, I, th- I think it was you that showed me a, a video of uh, like your first like chop practice. Oh yeah. 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 Right. 
And just like, so first of all, like everything that you're saying, like 100% accurate, man. Like there's nothing more fulfilling, right? About, you know, what teaching something to somebody, it's almost like, like having kids, right? You know what I mean? I was just going to say, you're responsible for these guys, right? You must feel like accountable. You want them to do well. And then when they do well, you feel like you have, you've given a piece of yourself into them. So now they can go out and be whatever they want to be. Right. And then, you know, you just, yeah. Yeah. What was that? What did I say about before? (laughs) I can tell you what he yeah. lost. Yeah. Started trailing off. He started. Yo, know, get back. This. Oh, I need a little more time. Shot practice. Shot practice. Shot practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shot practice. But yeah, like seeing the uh, like your your eyes, right, and then feeling that excitement and seeing how excited yeah. you were, not to be like chopping people, but yeah. You know, like to put people through that, like that gauntlet to see if you really want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you told me that they came back and everything. So like, it just brings up a whole, I love seeing that. It's so like refreshing because we've been in the business for a long time yep. and it's very easy to walk in and, and be jaded sometimes if things mm-hmm. don't go like how you want them to go. Yes. And so just to see that, like that youthful vibrance of just wanting everything, not, not knowing what is next. Yeah. but just hopeful and, and, and excited that it's going to be the best thing in the world. And uh, yeah, it's just, I can't imagine, man. It's must be like a different, like a high every day, just going in and, and teaching people little by little and hoping that they, you know, just absorb that knowledge. Right. And then blossom into whatever it is that they're going to be. That's gotta be an incredible feeling. Well, and especially too, like seeing them when uh, we had a couple of people who they, they kind of went on, I think they went uh, they did like raw underground. And they were just there, like they didn't even work. They were just kind of like against the ring, like watching. And they were like, it, it, it's, it's, it's so funny when you get caught up in it. Like, I think I had this conversation with my dad, um, where we might even been talking about like Big E, and it was like, he's like, he's like, oh, he's, he's huge, he's huge, huh? Like, he's a big guy. And I went, yeah, like it's E, but like me as like an average person, like if you see like some of the people we work with, we just lose sight of like, these are giants or yeah. they're like extreme <laughs> athletes or they're whatever to us. It's just like, Oh, that's just my friend. Um, and, and same thing with like, when it comes to like WWE production, like we just, you know, we walk around raw or SmackDown or WrestleMania or wherever and we go, yeah, we're here. Like we're, it's another day at work kind of thing for us. But the average person doing it for the first time is like, Oh my Oh my God. This is like the biggest thing I've ever seen in the world. And like the fact that they go there and like they do it and then they come back and they're like, Oh my God, that was so cool. Like, okay, so hold on. So this happened. Tell me about this. And like, I was, I couldn't believe like this is, and it's just kind of like, I guess it's almost like a kid, like seeing things for the first time and just asking questions and like just absorbing everything, like just like a sponge. And you're just like, this is really cool. Cause it, like you said, we, and we all go through it of, we just either, you know, we've been around it enough that we kind of desensitize to it or, you know, we just kind of get negative or whatever it is. And it's a way to kind of keep seeing someone else with that, like hope and that hunger alive. You're like, man, that's cool. I hope you do. Like, I can't wait for you to do really well. Yeah. Like you want to, you want to make sure that you keep that, you know, yes. and I feel like, especially now, obviously like being with Woods and E, like, I still feel that. I feel that same thing. We were just laughing about it the other day. Like, on TV, I, I called uh, the hurt business the jerk business. You know? <laughs> yes. I said, we're on the jerk business. And it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny to anybody but me. I'm laughing my ass off. Like, you know, it's okay. I'm a dad. Dude. It's a dad joke. I'm laughing my ass off. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm just like, just like, just belly laughing. Bro, I'm 39 years old. I'm 39 years old. This is, a, this is a joke that you would hear on like a kid's cartoon. I mean, yes. like little kids. You know? Of you course, of jerk. course. That's the jerk business. Oh my God, it was the funniest thing in the world to me. You know? But everybody's legit, bro. Everybody's legit reaction just... <laughs> 
Woods had no choice but to co-sign. Well, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, thank you, thank you. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my man. That's my man, though. But you got to celebrate the little victories, you man. Got to, bro. got to, got to. No, but what you said, Charles, uh, really resonates too, man. Because I think back to uh, when we first did loops, man. What like you were even just doing like when um, Raw or SmackDown would be in Tampa when we were in FCW. Yep. And everything felt so big and all Huge. these superstars and the production and it just felt so massive like and now uh you know and it's probably for the best because it's allowed me to be more comfortable even like yeah. it's kind of wild that wrestlemania has even in a way kind of become like that it still has that important feeling but when i show up at the building you know i don't feel overwhelmed by it like yeah. I, I might but it's good i think to remember how important that First, that first feeling, you know, when you yeah. when you get in, it's cool that you're surrounded by that youthful exuberance for people just kind of starting off. And sometimes I think I wish I had appreciated the beginning a little bit more. Yeah. FCW, I think there's just so much uncertainty, and you're all fighting for that spot. But anytime anyone asks me for advice on, like, uh, you know, I'm, I just started training. One of the things I always try to say is enjoy the journey. Like, yeah. just don't, yes. don't don't always be so focused on making it or the end goal, but enjoy learning enjoy like oh this is a move or something that i just didn't get for a week or two weeks or a month and now i got it enjoy that process of learning and growing because it it just goes by quicker than you think very very quick so like i was even looking at uh i so i have a book that i've written my first day of wrestling school i have it written down up until now like every match i've ever had like it's all written down the place and, and everything and I was just going through it because um, I was I was asked basically like, hey, um, where have you been kind of in the world? And I had to look back and go like, oh, yeah, I've been to here and I've been here and I've been here and I've been here and I've been here. And I honestly don't remember all of it. Like, I don't remember any of it. I think there was maybe one town like Milan, Italy. I actually went out and like explored the city. But to me, it was always just like work. Like I'm at work. I'm not on vacation. Like just, you know, do whatever. And it was that. It was that every single time of like, hey, have fun because it'll go by very quick. And all of a sudden, like, four or five years went by very quick. And I went, Whoa, what happened? Like, where did those go? Like, I know I was there, but Oh my God, that went fast. And now I'm like, you, you know, you're almost like the old man, like the good old days. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was, that was fun. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Like, what the, how did we get here so fast? Yeah. You know what I mean, even but, not even just getting older, but even just in 2020, it's like, man, Oh my God. Right. Just time to go, go anywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. It's funny. So you're talking about going out and stuff. I think one person who is always so good at that and we travel was always Becky. And I, I think about it because Breeze, you're talking about you not having any decorations on this wall. Isn't the hamburger thing from Becky E? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's I guess it's a cheeseburger with uh like macaroni and cheese on it. Uh and this was randomly, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before, but uh I randomly uh I have another friend, uh, Nicole, we we'll just send on Instagram cheese polls or just cheese content. And I don't eat as much cheese as I used to, but I don't have a sweet tooth. I just I love melted cheese. I'm trying to cut back. But anyways, I think it's because uh, I've been to a couple of vegan spots with, with Bex. And I think uh, we were just having a conversation about being vegan or something. And I pulled up this very non-vegan food. And it was that exact cheeseburger with the macaroni and cheese and said, "This look at this beautiful picture. If this, <laughs> if this picture uh, existed and was blown up, I, I would put it on my wall. Something like that. It's so beautiful, I would put it on my wall. And lo and behold, like a few weeks later, I get this picture <laughs> in, in, the, in the mail. And I, wh- why... And then I realized 
I think I, I think it took me a second to realize, like, to figure out what was going on. And then I think I texted her, did you send this to me? And then she just laughed her ass. Like, it was the funniest <laughs> yes. thing in the world because I said I would put it on the wall. I, I'm leaning it against the wall. So I guess I'm a liar. It's not <laughs> on the wall. Gotta put it up. Uh, but yeah. that's very much her sense of humor. Yes. Is, uh, that's very, very her. So yes. that's that's the only piece of art. Um, <laughs> I I, I wanted to bring that up because, so similar scenario. So we're overseas somewhere and she's like, oh, you're going out. And she's like, oh, well, come on, come on with them. Okay. And we get uh, to wherever we were and I'm looking, it's like, she's looking at like postcards and then she, we're, we have some sort, of, some sort of conversation about it. And I talk about how, oh, I don't know when the last time I got like a letter in the mail was or anything like that. Um, and then maybe like a month later, I get a, uh, it's just, it's in an envelope and it's a puzzle. And I was like, what? And it's maybe like 50 puzzle pieces. And I, I end up putting it together. It takes me like a few days. I do it on the counter and I haven't done a puzzle. I'm like, I, I, I start wanting to read it. And I'm like, I don't care what it is. Come back to it, whatever. So finally I finish it. And it's, it's that postcard that like Becky had in her hand. And we're having the conversation about it. It was turned into a puzzle so I could put it together and then see wow. the message she sent me. And oh. I was just like, it's stuff like that that makes me remember like, yeah, okay, always go out and like try to enjoy whatever it is that you're doing in whatever moment it is. And uh, that that specific moment right there, and I, oh, I frequently think about that when I feel like I'm moving too fast through life. It's like, okay, no, I need to take a second and just like enjoy what's happening right now. Right. The last thing about the wrestling school, I don't think that I told you this like the first time that I came in. And so obviously we've known each other for a long time um, and we, we mess around as we do, but seeing you like in a ring with all of these like bright, shiny young faces looking up at you and you're like, honestly, like genuinely telling them about wrestling and like how much you enjoy it. And like, we don't see you like that often. So it's, it's awesome to see that you've been able to find uh, what can be used as like your next step when you're finished wrestling. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's funny, man. Like, so even so Kofi was talking about chop day that we do, it's, it's like a weird bonding experience that you don't really get until you're in wrestling. But every single, like every class we've had has been identical. Soon as they, like, everybody's kind of timid and like, Oh God, like, I don't want to mess up. And you know, I, I'm whether or not they watch like me and Dilly on TV and they're kind of just like, you know, walking on eggshells. They just kind of like, anybody have any questions? And they're just like, Nope. Like they're just kind of like, whatever. All of a sudden they do chop day and as we're leaving, everybody's in the parking lot and all of a sudden they're like best friends and like talking and like they form this weird, like, oh man, this is like what wrestling's about. And like, we're like, you know, now we're cool. And like, everybody just opens up and like, they, they have fun with it. And so kind of like getting to, I guess, open people up like that, because it, it's a, it's a good like confidence builder too, where like we've had people who uh, they show up and they're kind of just, you know, it, wrestling. I, I don't, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but like wrestling sometimes has a stigma when you're growing up of like, it's not exactly like the cool thing to do. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of us growing up, it was like, we liked wrestling and a couple of our friends did. And that was about it. Um, and so you have these kids who kind of like, they love wrestling and that's about it. And all of a sudden they figure out they can do anything with wrestling and they can be whoever they want. And all of a sudden, like it translates to their life where they're like walking differently. And they've got this like confidence that they never had before. And it's like kind of cool to see not only grow as like wrestling and wrestling mind, but like they grow as like people and like getting to kind of like be the one to like pass it on or like welcome them through the gate of like, Hey man, welcome to this part of life. Like, it's really cool. Enjoy it. And then they're like, Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. That's powerful, man. Because you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the things where, like, if people, what if they didn't go, what if they didn't cross paths with you? You know what I mean? Like, maybe they never come out of their shell. Maybe they never, man, that is so exactly. awesome. 
That is so awesome. And I'm proud of you. And for many reasons, but proud of you for, for being such an encouraging teacher and coach. And that's incredible that they have someone that they like is worthy of their trust. Well, and, and that's the thing too, is like, it's all about trust. So like in reality, anybody can just pop up a wrestling school. Um, so, you know, it's like, Hey, who trained you? And it's, you got to look at who's what, what their credibility is and like who they've trained everything else. And so like our main thing is like safety. Like I, I don't want anybody getting hurt when they're training with us. I don't want anybody, like, I want people to know how to protect themselves. I want people to know how to like work with everybody and basically in any scenario be okay. Because no matter what, like, I don't, I don't want anybody to get hurt, man. Like even just in everyday life, but like, especially when it comes to wrestling, cause the tiniest little thing could hurt you. And luckily I'm just like, I'm able to kind of teach them that and be like, all right, to protect yourself here, you have to do this. And then they go, oh, okay, cool. And like some people who don't really know what they're doing, they safety's not really their main concern. And when it comes to like wrestling and stuff, that's concerning to me of like, why has nobody shown you this? Why does nobody tell you this? Like you have one body, man. And there's a life after wrestling. And like, if you don't take care of it, it's just like, you like wrestling. I get it. But at the same time, you got to be okay. Like with the years and years and years of life that you have. And so that's our main thing is like every time is like safety, 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 safety. Like, I think I, I don't get mad when it's when like, when you're coaching, when you're teaching someone, if someone's not getting something, that means you're not doing a good job of coaching or teaching. You're not explaining it to them and you're not showing them. But when I get mad is like when safety is kind of thrown out the window and we're like doing stuff and someone could get hurt. Then I kind of get mad and go, Hey, focus, pay attention here. Like this is like wrestling as fun as it is. It is very serious. And like that part is kind of like my main thing that I'm like safety, 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 no matter what. Well, Charles, it's time. It is time. I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, we like to close the show as of late with a little segment we like to call potty talk. That's right. <laughs> I said, Potty talk. Um, essentially, we realized, uh, to give you some context, uh, a few months ago, I don't know why this started or how, but we started talking about our bathroom habits and we all <laughs> found it fascinating. Sure. Very. So, yeah, we just kind of want to ask you or, or just get into anything in particular that you like to do in the bathroom that you find sure. interesting. Kind of, I think the real, what kind of delineates what kind of human you are is how you wipe. So, uh, Kofi here likes to take. Whoa, whoa, we can't. You gotta. You see what he's about to do? Yeah, you can't load it. I can't load it? What if I want to load it? You just just have to ask him. Clearly, I can see we've got differing opinions here. We do. We do. I'm biased. Yeah. So, there are some people. No, some people. If he, I think you just gotta ask him what he does before you explain the types because he's gonna pick one. No, well, no, explain what Breeze does. So, after you've sat down, You've you've expelled the demons. Sure. You grab some toilet paper. What's your next maneuver? When I grab toilet paper? Yes. What do you then do with it? Uh, wipe. I wipe, man. But how See, do that's you why get, I'm trying to provide content. But, but, you but don't know. we, we got to let it step okay. by step. So you get your hand on the toilet paper on the roll. What's the next thing that you do? So first off, I, I don't use the roll. Okay. What do I've, you use? I, I've 100% switched over to these wet wipes. Only wet wipes. Okay. 100% wet wipes. Wow. Okay. So what okay. you, gra- you, you, you pop the, open the wet wipes. This is the way that it was described to me. If you were outside taking a walk in the park and you trip and fall and you end up with dog poop on your hand, are you just going to paper towel that off or are you probably going to like wash your hands? What's the difference? That my is in a different place than my hand is, but never continue. felt cleaner, never felt fresher. But anyway, so pop open the wet wipes, got it in my hand. I lean over to the left. 
That's right. Away I go. Is there anything done with the wet wipe? Was it crumpled, folded? Oh, uh, like folded mesh? and stuff? No, 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 no. I, I open it up as big as possible. So I start off with it big, and then I think it progressively gets smaller. How? Uh, folding, folding. Wipe, fold, wipe, fold. Wipe, fold, wipe, fold. Okay. He's uh, a folder. Birds of a feather. You're birds of a feather. Dare our producer, um, boss lady, uh, has has written in this chat that the wet wipes are very bad for your septic uh, slash sewer system and also bad for the environment. No, not if you get biodegradable ones. Whoa! Mm. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. You can get anything online. Okay, okay. Wow. That's right. Okay, you're a folder. That's right. You see me, uh, me, I'm a baller. uh, I'll take the, the toilet paper off. Yeah. I'll crumple it up, you know, and uh, have it in my hand and give a good wipe, throw it in the toilet, grab another piece of paper and, and do it until the job is done. Not a piece. You'll take like half a roll. Is yeah. What I, I, so, uh, now, hold you on know. a second. You, so you, you just you, make, you, you just make a gigantic ball. Gigantic. Gigantic. Like a fist, like a fist of toilet paper. They've been peeking over the stalls while I'm doing my thing. I take a lot. That's like a lot of wasted. That feels like a lot of wasted. A lot of wasted. Thank you. Hey, look, man. I, 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 this is what I do. Okay, I, like, I mean, <laughs> judge me if you will. I'm, I'm, I'm no judgment. No judgment. But I'm let me ask you this: fold. I'm not doing laundry. You know, you talking about oh, fold and fold and press. Are we, are we doing laundry or are we wiping? You know what I'm saying? So, so let me <laughs> so ask you this: not, now, that you, now that you've uh, you're trying to take care of business, that's what I'm. Now, doing. now that you've brought up laundry, this is, I'm very curious. Uh, this was this was something that blew my mind because I assumed like everybody was kind of the same. When you're, you know, you go into the bathroom, you close the door, you lock it. Do you just pull your pants down and sit down? Yeah. I hover, by the way. I hover. See? No, no, at home. At home? At home? Sure. At home? It depends yeah, at on home? At home, at home, I'll sit down. Okay. Uh, yeah. Publicly, I'll make a nest, a good nest. A nest is very problematic, but we've already gotten very, into that many times. Very. And that's like, the, that's like you just put the paper all over the seat? Which is also I'll extremely it, wasteful. I'll, I'll wipe, so I'll wipe it off first, you know, just in case there's any kind of remnants that splash up from the toilet, you know, yeah. some of that nastiness. Some people will sit on there, some savages will sit on there, like, you know, so I'll just wipe it off and then I'll throw it in there and then I'll make a nice little nest so that I don't sit on the uh, the bacteria and the germs. So let me ask you this, because this one blew my mind. Talk to some... Oh, no. Oh, good. No, you froze. You froze. Oh, like, I want to hear it. I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready to hear it. Come on. Come on. His internet... Stuttering. Oh, come on. I really wanted to hear that. Come one, on. Oh. Come on. My back froze. You froze. Oh, yeah, yeah. My back. My back. You hear me? Yeah. My God. What a, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was told that some people don't like, I li- like mine is just pants around the ankles. Away you go. Some people actually either take their pants right off or some people actually get full out naked. Yes. Yes. Take your shirt off. Taking your shirt off is a good idea. I, really? I often take my shirt off. Yep. See, to me, that makes no sense. Why? Well, because your shirt can get in the way of your behind. How long is your shirt? What do you wear? Like a nighty? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What? Your shirt doesn't... Nice. You're telling me that your shirt ends at your waistline? No. Yeah. Yeah. Your torso, as, you big, short torso. as big as you are, your shirt should always end higher. Because like no. you should be filling it out, right? It'll dip down a little bit towards the buttocks. Torso is short. Like Costanza, that's right. In the chat, John said, like like George Costanza, sometimes you have to take your shirt off. Or no, if you I just, don't take my shirt off, your shirt up. I'll, I'll have to tuck and put it under my chin, but that's not always what you want. It's not as comfortable. So I'll sometimes, really? if, there's, if there's a little notch to hang your shirt, I'll often just take my shirt off. So be unencumbered. You, I want to like be unencumbered, bro. <laughs> so if you just roll, if you just lift your shirt up, and when you sit down, it's stuck like wherever your legs crease and then it won't fall back down to your butt. Yeah. Is that not? You just, you pull it forward. 
Yeah. If anything, if I, I have like, like a, a, a hoodie or something like that, I might hang the hoodie up. Yeah. A maybe hoodie, jacket, maybe a, a jacket, take it jacket off. Like, how do you up. pull your shirt forward? Just take like this. You pull by the bottom, push it forward, and it lean forward. forward. Yeah. When, you, when you're when you're sitting on the toilet, you're leaning forward anyway, so the gravity should be such that the, the shirt should want to lean forward anyway. Yeah. That's right. I don't lean so forward. Look, I like to it. get to ninety degrees. You're at, you're at a right angle. Degrees. What do you sit I on try. the toilet? You're I working try. out. What yeah. posture coach do you have? <laughs> I'm t- I told you. I'm trying to work on my squat. I'm working on my leg strength. <laughs> That's right. What? Yeah. Who sits on the toilet at attention, full attention? A perfect, a perfect nine. Working on your posture in there? If I could, I have an apple box and I'd be below parallel. If I could, I'd stand Just on get it. Get a squatting potty. Get a, get a squatting potty. But I don't want to travel with that. I'm talking about like for away from home. But so at home, do you have one? No, at home I sit. <laughs> <laughs> so at home, his house. at home you sit ninety degrees. So you sit down as straight as humanly possible on the toilet. It's pretty straight, I think. I have to check you? the angle next time. Yeah, I you have like to. I don't feel like I'm leaning forward. That's weird. Like I'm when I sit down, elbows, elbows to knees. Yeah, oh. elbows to knees. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, th- that's phone. I know when to get up when my legs fully fall asleep. Yes, what? see, we talked about it. I we talked about it. I sit there every single time. But no, no, because ask Kof, I did it yesterday. <laughs> Bro, because you know, like last time we were on here, we was like, you know, I'm really going to try to make an effort to not be on the toilet. I'm not bringing my phone in there. And then the other day, I went, I forget what I did, but it was, I, it, was, it was probably like a half an hour worth of stuff. You went and got a haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then was like, yo, I'm going to go in the bathroom right now. I'm like, okay. And then I get done from the haircut at no less than 25 minutes. We're talking to me in the barber. And Woods comes in. Oh, I just got off the toilet just now. I said, bro, you just made the commitment. You just said you were going to try not to do exactly that. What were you doing in there, dude? At work. I was mad, stuff, dude. A lot of stuff on your phone, man. I was hot. I was mad. I almost, almost every single time, almost every single time, I have to like take the little tiny steps out of there because my legs are just pins and needles. <laughs> I every don't understand. Time. I don't understand. The bathroom is not a place to hang out. There's, there's just fecal matter just, just floating about. That's not a place to, to want to floating spend about. Half an hour. <laughs> Why is it floating? <laughs> I don't know. It feels right. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Bailey was on here last week uh, talking about. Floating feces everywhere, right? Floating right. feces. Yeah, yeah, floating feces particles. I think that's a thing, too. So, man, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I make an extra effort now to get in and get whatever. out. Whatever. You know? Dude, thank you. Uh, you you got a, a lot of seats in your house. You want to sit down somewhere, go sit in the chair, go sit on the couch, go sit anywhere while you're sitting on the toilet. That's can, we get, can we get back on the important part of the 90-degree <laughs> angle on the toilet? <laughs> the posture's important. And how about these long ass shirts that you're wearing? Why are they so long? <laughs> Look, man, are you in the saying, are you still in the '90s? You got tall tees on. What do you got? <laughs> Early 2000s. There is no way. How short are your shirts? My shirt, Bro, definitely. I just why? stood up and tried it. Well, yes. Wait, if what? I if I sit at 90 degrees, no, I cannot. I well, it's just I can. Look, if you, if I'm sitting down and I leave, I I pull my shirt forward. That means it it's above my butt in the back. Just Even pull if I on don't your shirt. Pull, I'm good. Like, yeah. Okay, but it still it still starts touching the front your front deal. No, it doesn't. Just no, it doesn't. It's in the way. You might have an uh, an unjustified fear here. You might think think your shirt's gonna dip back. I think so. Just try it, man. Try not lifting your shirt up. Watch what happens. Because look, when you 
when you pull your shirt forward, you're not pulling it forward and then covering your deal with yeah. it. You're just pulling it <laughs> forward. Like it's, 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 it's only going to cover <laughs> your deal if you put it down there. Just, but if you take it off, you don't have to worry about any of this. Do you know how long it's so much more effort? There's so much. Literally, I'm you're taking your full shirt off. And I'm just grabbing my shirt and pulling it forward a little it bit. It takes off. five seconds Two to take fingers. a shirt off and five seconds to put one back on. I feel you're like the, the, the next grab time, your shirt, pull it either forward. next time that you're going to get some free shirts, just get a size smaller. Just one it's size smaller. The, the yeah. size is not the issue. It's the length of the shirt. There is, there is no way all of your shirts stop at your waist. The That's way that you're talking possible. about them, Pretty it's much. almost like all of your T-shirts have coattails. <laughs> yes. Is that the issue? Coattails. That's the issue? <laughs> I'm saying that there's we're a few inches <laughs> that reaches the buttocks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. A little, a little tiny, tiny torso. Tiny torso even. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 We got uh, to let you go. We know you got stuff to do with your, with your right. busy ass. That's right. Oh, man. But thanks for being on again. We appreciate this was a, This was a good one. This was a good That's one. Right. Right? A little different. We went a totally different direction than usual. Yeah. And then kind of came back around to what our usual is. Yeah. But <laughs> and these were ex- this is exactly what Ease Note said we were gonna do. Yeah. 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 E- show us your uh, prep notes. Show us your prep notes. Yeah. It's all up here. I'm like uh Jay-Z and Lil Wayne. I don't write my rhymes down, you know what I mean? Yeah. I structure yeah. them in my head and they stay that there, good. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe good. you wrote them down on the inside of your super long shirt. And then you can just like <laughs> <laughs> Lay off the shirt, man. And all right. <laughs> All right, where can they where, where can they uh, find your wrestling school? Uh, that'd be flatbackswrestlingschool.com. And where can they find you on socials? Mm, gorgeous with three M's. Uh, you got anything else you want to push before we let you go? Uh, I mean, it depends. Am I allowed to push other stuff or what? What about? <laughs> yeah, you can push other stuff. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you can find me on, uh, you know... Up, up, down, down, or as you like to call it, left, right, left, right, where I am your reigning and defending one-year-long champion. Unprecedented. My God. If you guys want to watch back, because they actually put the videos on demand on there, uh, the the last video or the last couple videos, uh, I had a title defense against uh, Mr. Austin Creed and destroyed him. Destroyed him when he dropped the ball. And he got really mad. So uh, you can go back and watch that, because I know I probably will. Uh, but that was up, up, down, down, uh, where I am the, the left, right, left, right, long training champion for a year. And uh, I think that's it. Is that everything I got? I mean, you tell us, right? I mean, Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Unless you're living <laughs> in one of my rental places, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> 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 I was going to ask if they want to rent a house from you, where can they find you? <laughs> Just give uh, your address. <laughs> yeah. here's, my, here's my social security number. Here's my bank account. <laughs> All right. Well, we all know you can catch me, Austin Creed Wins, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, obviously, that's ironic. Check out- that's ironic. Okay. <laughs> John, we can go ahead and mute him now. We're done with him. We're done with him. <laughs> done with him. Uh-huh. Instagram, Twitter, Austin Creed Wins, and check out Up, Up, Down, Down. It's great. Also, also, we need to talk about the fact that we. The New Day are a part of Gears of War. Uh, Gears 5, baby, we in it. DLC, go download us right now. Right now. Hey, are you guys on that shirt? Are you guys on that shirt that he's wearing? That's right. Oh, I see you on that one. Kobe's wearing yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah. We got special yeah, we Gears are. of we War shirts cool. featuring cool. your boys. By the time this comes out, it'll be available for a, a week now, right? Yes. Because it's supposed to be two weeks only. I believe by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have about a week left. So you want to capitalize. You know what I'm saying? Capitalize while you can. Because once it's gone, it's gone. Nice. 
You can get them at www.shop.com and uuddshop.com. Go to uuddshop and get it. It's uh, it helps. It helps. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you can catch me on uh, the Instagram at the True Kofi and on the Twitter at True Kofi. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at WWE Big E. But per usual, I don't need your follows. In fact, if you follow me, unfollow your boy because I'm not really doing anything on social anyways. Let's be honest. It's it's lazy. It's getting real lazy. It's pointless. <laughs> uh, I'm also on a show called Laser Wolf. It's incredible. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can catch uh, season one on HBO Max. Season two is coming in December on Adult Swim. And we also have an episode where Kofi and Woods will join me. We will all be on an episode of Laser Wolf in season two. It's pretty incredible. You can catch uh, the New Day podcast t-shirt on WWE Shop. Cop that. Also, the New Day Charity Tea is still available. The link is in my Twitter, the pin tweet, and my Instagram bio, Instagram bio for that. And uh, also catch your boy on Tumblr where I write a lot of emotional posts uh, about my inner child and whatnot. So, Wait, is, uh, that, is that real? No, I'm not on Tumblr, fool. Uh, well, I didn't know. <laughs> I believe almost everything you said. I'm Bring his live journal back. No, Tumblr. That's great. Oh, man. Uh, so thank y'all for listening. Make sure you're telling everybody to come check it out. They can listen to it wherever they listen to their podcast. Just go to that search bar, type in New Day, click the pink picture with the three black guys' faces on it, because that's us. Come through, help your boys out. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us that five-star rating like he wants you to. Five, right? Five, five. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. five, five, five. Stop yeah, That's great job. Yeah, five. It was that five star, <laughs> and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.